Um, well, I love uh, marketing, and I love gin. So it was kind of a natural, um, natural uh, marriage. That, my friends, is the voice of my man crush, Ryan Reynolds. He's going to give us great insights all the way from when he knew he was a successful actor, all the way to the here and now with a lot of his business enterprises, including Aviation Gin, and what he's used from Hollywood that translates well into Wall Street. All that and much, much more ahead here on the Super You Podcast. That's one small step for man. Lift off. We, we have a lift We choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I have a dream. You can't handle the Please pay attention as I demonstrate, me, the safety features of this aircraft. This aircraft is equipped with Aviation American Gin. Please ensure that your seatbelt is fastened whenever drinking it. Spilling even one drop of the world's highest rated gin will result in you being duct taped to your seat for the remainder of the flight. In the event of loss of cabin pressure, Aviation Gin will automatically fall from the panel above your head. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for today's Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Qualman. Most of you know me as Equal Man. Thank you so much for all the kind tweets, all the kind emails, all the kind messages, all the kind voicemails, the texts that have rolled in around the commencement address at Michigan State University. Thank you so much, everyone out there. Without you, it wouldn't have been possible. So it went really, really well. There's still some things on stage. You always go, dang it, I forgot to say that. Uh, and you always kind of want to kind of want to have it back. But overall, it went, went fantastically well. And it's probably the one and only time I'm going to do it. It's one of those unique things in life. Uh, I've now given a commencement address at both of my alma maters, Michigan State University and University of Texas, hook em horns, and go green. But today we've got Ryan Reynolds. As mentioned, he is my current man crush. I mean, he's a very handsome, handsome man. But more importantly, he's a very creative guy. I put him and Reese Witherspoon in the same buckets in terms of they're really changing the game. They are so creative, it's just mind-blowing. Uh, those not familiar with Ryan Reynolds, he's Canadian-American actor. He's in a bunch of uh, sitcoms, like Two Guys and a Girl, between 1998-2001. And then he had the films. As I mentioned, I first became aware of him, Van Wilder. Uh, then Waiting in 2005, then The Proposal in 2009. He's probably best known for his role as Deadpool in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's also the owner of a soccer team, or they say over across the pond, a football club. It's the Wrexham Association Football Club. Now, interesting enough, my brother, his wife, and his two great kids, my niece and nephew, were over there. My niece is a really good soccer player, so she's playing some uh, games over there. But they went out of their way to go to Wrexham. And ironically enough, they were filming that day and my brother and his wife and their kids were the only ones in the pub. And so they wound up getting interviewed for 10 minutes. So my hope is that they appear on one of the shows because Reynolds is smart. As I said, he's changing the game. They purchased this football club. They made a whole documentary around it. So it's just a genius. He's a marketing genius, plain and simple. Ryan Reynolds is a marketing genius. Marketing is changing rapidly 
and he's at the tip of the spear. Now, before we get into the great insights from Reynolds, I'm going to give you five funny facts about Ryan Reynolds. Number one, he was kicked out of high school for stealing a car as an April Fool's joke. Two, he once failed drama class. So for all those out there that fail something, you know, pick yourself back up, keep going. Three, he used to ride the wrong bus to sit with his crush. That's my favorite, right? You really like someone if you're like, oh, you're getting on the wrong bus just so you can sit by that person. Four, he's a huge Green Bay Packers fan. Sorry to hear that, buddy, because it's the year of the Lions. Hear me roar. My Detroit Lions, you heard it here first on Subaru Podcast. They're going to the Super Bowl. Number five, he didn't tell his parents that he was moving to Los Angeles to pursue an acting career, career until he arrived. Crazy enough, I did something similar. I went down for a job interview in Chicago on 35 West Wacker Drive. I still remember it today. Ironically enough, I actually teach a Northwestern class right down the street from there. But I took the train from Detroit down to Chicago and I had a suit. That was it. I interviewed, didn't get the job, didn't get the job, didn't get the job that they're willing to pay me $17,000 for. This is for a, an advertising job at Leo Burnett. But I love Chicago. I fell in love with the city. My buddy had a place there, so I slept on his couch. He traveled a lot for work. I was a consultant, so I struck a deal with him. Hey, buddy, $100 cash if I can crash at your pad. I'll sleep on the couch when you're here. But more times than not, he was, he was at his girlfriend's or he was traveling back and forth to Houston. So it worked out really well. I stayed in Chicago, but similar to Reynolds, I called my parents and just said, hey, I'm going to stay in Chicago. Didn't get the job, but I'm staying in Chicago. And then I worked uh, worked at Bennigan's. That's right, when you're hungry for fun. Worked at Bennigan's as a waiter. And then I was a doorman. So I'd work waiting tables at Bennigan's. Again, when you're hungry for fun. I know the birthday song there. And then I'd walk or ride my bike back to where near I lived. And I was a doorman at a bar called Gamekeepers. It finally shuttered their doors. They were around forever. But Gamekeepers, late night establishment, will go to five in the morning. I got lots of stories. Uh, some dark times too. I mean, that was a tough time. Like, what am I doing with my life? Uh, but just like Reynolds failed the drama class, I didn't know what I was doing when I went to Chicago and just stayed there. So you're not alone out there. That's why we're doing this podcast, just to give you that courage to wear the cape. So if you're going through something tough, know that most people that are successful went through something really hard as well. They always had their dark times as well, but they try to get through them as quickly as they can. So anyways, we're going to get some great insights from Ryan Reynolds. So let's get into it right now. Now, it's interesting. I grew up with two brothers. You had three older brothers. Being the youngest, you got to be sometimes the funny one. You got to survive with your brain, with your mind, since everyone's so much bigger than you in the house. Do you think that that contributed to your success you know, it, it's weird. It really did, though. I mean, it, you know, when you're when you're a little kid and you're in a house, what, what sort of feels like when you're when you're around people that are five men, basically, including my you know my my brothers and my uncle who were always around. It sort of I often felt like I was walking through some sort of weird skin covered forest. <laughs> These huge people everywhere, and you kind of become hyper perceptive. You know, you start to really sort of think about how you're going to survive. <laughs> so, so especially my three older brothers who are so sort of physical guys and, you know, there was just con- rough housing. Like for them was always funny. For me, it was like a life-threatening situation. <laughs> you sort of, uh, you sort of learn to kind of get by on, on using your mind, not your fists. So uh, I became kind of hyper-perceptive as a kid. And I know that that contributed in, a, in, in enormous ways to um, the different paths I chose in life, you know, particularly show business and that sort of thing. I was able to kind of constantly mimic people or watch people and look for tiny signs and big signs of, you know, 
danger. So yeah, that was kind of, I think that's how it shaped me mostly. Was I it? still struggle with those, those same things. As challenging as they are, and, and, and you know, they, they're also gifts that come with those things, you know? And um, it's that same sort of situation where you become kind of incredibly perceptive in ways in which you, you, you otherwise wouldn't, you know? Mm -hmm. You're all constantly kind of sensing, you know, both real danger and non-existent danger. So you're, you know, that's, those are things that have really helped me in, in my work. But yeah, as a kid, it, it was, uh, it was tough. I was, yeah, I was a kid who had a lot of anxiety, a lot of different kind of phobias and issues that I had to, had to sort of work through. And, and it took me a long time to kind of recognize those things as assets as opposed to liabilities. I think it's a, you're standing at that intersection of, of nature versus nurture. I think there was some of it was just genetics I was born with, and then some of it is circumstance. I think in any household, it's hard being the fourth the fourth yeah. kid, you know? That, that's the kid that's sort of watching and learning constantly as opposed to the, the trailblazing eldest boy or girl in, in any given household. So. Speaking of success, how, how did you know, when did you consider yourself a successful actor? Well, that's sort of difficult. I mean, I don't, you know, you, I think, I think I can now say that I've done pretty well in the business. I mean, you know, um, the things I, I determine as a, as really successful are things that you sort of have to be the engine on or things that you generate yourself or okay. content you create yourself or um, and when that kind of stuff works sort of like the Deadpool stuff or that then I feel like I've really done something important or something at least that's important to me now your 2016 movie Deadpool is wildly successful and those not familiar with Deadpool superhero fi film about a mercenary becomes a disfigured vigilante uh, with accelerated healing powers and a twisted sense of humor you may be wondering why the red suit well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. This guy's got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Fine! I only have 12 bullets, so you're going to have to share. Let's count them down. Uh, that's a quick, quick synopsis, so go, go online to get more. But you guys were given a very, to be kind, <laughs> minimal budget. But sometimes we don't have a lot of money. Do you feel it makes you more creative? But begrudgingly, and I say that just because they gave us the absolute bare minimum amount of money that um, that to make the movie, and and it was such a great life lesson because you know necessity truly is the mother of invention, and you know Dead, Deadpool is one of the I think one of the most interesting IPs out there because it it really meets that intersection of you know. Um, um, viral marketing and sort of like traditional fan favorite superhero. So like there's no money for anything. Always just embrace this idea that you know nothing because you don't. I mean, I, I, you know, as soon as you think you know exactly what, how it's all going to go down or, or what audiences are really yearning for, you know, they, it, it, you can be surprised, you know. So um, I love that edict. I like that idea that I, I believe in film and any endeavor to be a, a process of collaboration. I think you always have to listen and always ask for help. And the best leaders are, are, are the people that hire the best people. Um, so that's, for me, that's, that's the thing that I think that, that's the biggest lesson I've learned is like, you know, just hire the best people you can, uh, people that you connect with, people that you love, people that, you know, you can learn from. All right, switching gears a little bit from Hollywood now to Wall Street. Talk to me a little bit. Walk me through business. Well, specifically, let's talk about aviation gin. So, I mean, I got to say, <laughs> if, hey, listeners, if you haven't seen the vasectomy, I'll call it a commercial. It's Father's Day. But if you don't mind, we're going to celebrate with the mother of all cocktails, the vasectomy. <laughs> Let me show you how to make it. But it's Reynolds 
mixing a drink with his aviation gin, which he's the owner of aviation gin, uh, but it's hilarious. And that gives you really an insight on how Reynolds is really changing the way to get a brand out there, the name. So all brand marketing is changing rapidly through social media. You're not buying 30-second TV commercials anymore. They're buying soccer teams and creating a, a whole content around it, a whole show around it, when you think about that. And so let's walk through, like, why even get into aviation, Jen? Um, well, I love uh, marketing, and I love gin. <laughs> so, so it was kind of a natural, um, natural uh, marriage. Uh, Aviation Gin is a craft spirit, an incredibly fast-growing craft spirit that of which I am one of the owners of. Um, it's been around since 2006. It was created in Portland. Uh, one of the uh, only. Uh, uh, it's the highest rated gin in the United States, which is important. It's scored a 97 in Wine Tasting uh, Magazine. And it's one of the, actually one of the only spirits that was created uh, through the collaboration of both a distiller and a bartender, which is, if you think about it, would kind of be the, the best possible way to create any sort of spirit. You, know, you have two people who are experts in their field coming together, creating uh, the thing that I think consumers would absolutely love. So uh, that's aviation gin in a nutshell, or a bottle. I'd never done it, and, and it was only because it was sort of, kind of, in a weird way, like the same footprint of the Deadpool story, which is that I just found this thing that I really believed in, and um, the last time I'd had a feeling like that was Deadpool. Now, in less than a year, in less than a year, this is mind-blowing, you've doubled the sales at Aviation Gin, doubled the sales, and we're talking pretty decent volume here. What do you attribute that to that we can learn from? Because all of us out there listening, we're trying to double our business. Any insights that you can tell us? There is for me, and, I, and I'm watching it happen right now. I mean, you know, I bought into the company. It was a 20,000 case a year business, and now it's a 40,000 case a year business, and that's in less than one year. Um, I attribute that to just exposure. You know, anyone who tries it basically switches to that brand. So uh, the more people you can get to try it, the better your business is. And, and you lead with, I can never be as great an ambassador for Aviation Gin as Aviation Gin can. Mm. So um, for us, it's that brilliant intersection of, of, of a product that is better than anything else on the market and then also marketing. We love marketing. And so marketing Aviation Gin has been one of the most fun endeavors I've ever had. Now, coming from Hollywood into Wall Street, into the business world, what have you been able to borrow from Hollywood that translates well into accelerating your businesses that you own? Well, I mean, non-traditional marketing is the biggest one. Um, you know, I don't, and my partner George and I both sort of feel like, you know, pay, the paid ad business is a little tricky these days and not necessarily something that, that catches waves the way like, you know, digital and viral marketing does. And um, again, it goes back to that same lesson I learned on Deadpool, which is necessity is the mother of invention. We don't have uh, a marketing budget the way some of the big, massive, you know, century-old gin companies do. Ours is tiny. And because of that, we have to think out of the box. And because of that, we have so much more fun doing it. So um, creating aviation gin content has been one of the great adventures of my life. You know, I unearthed something fascinating. I did not know this. You're the only actor that has been named the sexiest man alive twice. Sexiest man, I would vote for you. I would vote for you. Uh, but it's a crazy. You've got amazing films. You've got amazing businesses. I just can't wait to see what is next. What is next for Ryan Reynolds? Um, I want to grow it. I, no matter what happens, even if it's acquired uh, tomorrow, I, I'm, I have to be a part of its DNA still. So it's, uh, it's something I truly I'm passionate about. Um, so, you know, hopefully I'll get to be a part of this for the next 40 years, whether I'm the owner or someone else. Um, 
Um, I probably would, but I'd have to find something that I really, truly believe in. I, I couldn't just sort of do it. I also don't have time for that sort of thing. It's, no, I don't, <laughs> don't want to. No, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a matter. I think you have to have an authentic connection with something. You don't want to just, I just don't want to be a guy who's just acquiring crap just to acquire crap. I, I, I have to have a really authentic connection with it. Otherwise, I think, you know, the audience, the people that, the consumers of whatever that product is are going to know that I don't have that same sort of uh, uh, fluency with the, whatever the product is. So I have to have a connection with it. And if I don't, there's no point. I knew this. I knew for a fact this is going to be one of my favorite episodes, and it certainly is. Ryan Reynolds, his father, was a Royal Canadian Mounted Police Officer. Of course he was. Of course he was. Most interesting man alive. But uh, that's Ryan Reynolds. I hope you got a lot of today's Super U podcast. Again, this podcast is designed to unlock and unleash the superpower that's with all us. And Reynolds gave us some good insights on how we can have the courage to wear that cape. Jake Brin put this together with Maritza Gutierrez and, of course, Kelsey Gomez. And thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every Wednesday for these seven super tips. We're trying to layer in additional Super U podcasts when I have the bandwidth. Obviously, I'm traveling quite a bit. Speaking, I'm actually flying to Phoenix here shortly. Uh, But when I can, I definitely want to throw in some other items in there besides our, our Wednesday podcast. So look for us to have couple more podcasts here and there uh, that's what you guys requested and i think it's great i have fun fun with those formats when it might be just covering what's hot right now so it might be a lot of uh, artificial intelligence or generative ai what are our, what's our take on that um, also as we move towards the election maybe there might be some interesting stuff as it terms of regulation not me getting into politics but just some of the regulatory environment out there as it relates to technology but um that's it for today's super U podcast i'm your host eric Quaman. a lot of you know me as equal man Till next time, remember, it's not what we take from the world, it's what we leave behind. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you.